we're not in Kansas anymore. Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Ooh, make a better stay now, baby. These be some strange times. I am so happy to have today's guest speaking to us from the Isle of Wight in England, musician and songwriter Neil Fitzsimon of Fitzsimon and Brogan. Neil writes the songs and plays the guitars while the love of his life, B. Brogan, does the incredible vocals. Neil speaks names like Pat Collier. He's the engineer, producer, slash musician that has a huge body of work probably best known for Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. He mentions drummer Pete Thomas, who has worked extensively with Elvis Costello, and Woody, a.k.a. Michael Woody Woodmansey, the drums behind David Bowie. Neil and I, and you, and everybody are under lockdown. So here's Neil's take on what's happening where he is. Their single, Screamsville, drops in mid-May. That song and Soda Fountain are two of the cuts from Fitzsimon and Brogan's latest album coming out in July. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, I haven't talked to you since, uh, I think, August, last, uh, last summer. Yeah, that's just, yeah, I've just seen it. It was like the end of July, I think. That we last spoke. Yeah. The last time I used the last time I used Skype, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I use it because it's it's handy. It automatically defaults to oh, a, yeah. to a recording thing, you know. It, yeah, uh, and I never use the video because I'm ugly, so I don't want to break it. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a new computer now, and it's got no uh, camera on it deliberately. Oh. <laughs> You can always put, yeah. put tape over the top of it. That shuts yeah, it yeah, off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The high-tech fix. Yeah, what's cracking me up is uh, a lot of the uh, talk shows, later night stuff. The, over here, it's yeah. Jim, Jimmy Fallon, uh, James Corden, those guys. They're all kind of well, – Corden hasn't done it, but the other people are doing, like, at-home production stuff. And, yeah, and, and they're doing right. it with their yeah. laptops and stuff, I think. And uh, I'm always uh, kind of uh, self-conscious about – what my place looks like and I never have people over really. So I'm thinking, you know, but then when I see what they're, you know, in the background, you could see it looks the same as where I live, you know, just kind of a, a yeah, collecting right. pictures yeah. hanging on the wall. And uh, if you put a camera in where I'm sitting right now, there'd be a refrigerator in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I've got a bookcase behind me. Yeah. So, uh, but what the heck, it kind of leveled the playing field. So, yeah, it does, when you see the way they live yeah, as well. Yeah, and the way they're trying to put their shows together and stuff. They're still entertaining. I, I think I just got a kick out of watching them struggle with it, but they're getting pretty good at it. So the burning question, and I haven't spoken with anyone else from a from a different country since this whole outbreak came about. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Are they locking you in? You have to hide in the corner? Or how's that working? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... but it's all total lockdown here, really. Is all the shops are shut? Uh, everything's all sports gone. I mean, another five hundred and sixty odd died in the last day. Oh, wow. here. From, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's getting quite it's getting quite grim, really. As I know, it is in the states, but apparently they said today, well, on on the BBC that the number of infections is slightly dropping, you know, like how many people are being diagnosed with it. So they're hoping it's going to level out in the next three weeks. 
but we shall yeah, say. I think we're pretty much doing all you can. Of course, people are doing a lot of ranting and raving and complaining and stuff. So that's always going to always going to be yeah. there. But I don't know what else you can do. I mean, there's not a magic pill you can take for it. No, no, you just got to get on and do it. I mean, I, I mean, the longer that people stop you know keep doing idiotic things i mean you know we've had it in this country like people like having parties i mean that's the longer everyone's gonna have to stay in for i said to you in an email i mean me and b aren't great ones for socializing but it's weird now that the choice is taken away as well it did have really. a psychological impact on me that way because well you're a musician you spend a lot of time in solitude not a lot of people know that but when you're yeah. a writer or something like that you're, you're alone a lot and so it really didn't change things yeah. that much yeah. but from a psychological standpoint knowing that i can't really go anywhere yeah it, uh... yeah i know I, I mean now we can't even drive anywhere and go for a walk which is what we did in the first couple of weeks but now they've banned oh, no. that you can just go no we can't drive anywhere and go for a walk we can just like walk near where we live yeah. but if you're out and if you go too far in the car then the police can stop you and find you on the <laughs> spot oh, it hasn't quite gotten to that yet but i could see that no, yeah, yeah, that's what we've got. It's ridiculous. Trying to, um, you know, do shopping now is um, it's unbelievable. You've got to like pre, you know, like really get in first, and because we're getting it all delivered now and everything, rather than go to the the shops, you know. Because we tried, we went a couple of weeks ago, myself and B to the shops, and there were idiots still there walking right up close to you and, and trying to chat away to you and everything, and you just felt like saying, you know, get lost for God's sake. <laughs> You know, so so now we're just getting everything delivered to the door. I don't know what else to do. No. Have people been doing a lot of, like, uh, Facebook Live productions from their homes and stuff, musicians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going on here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. And uh, I looked online today, and there's quite a few people uh, doing all that type of stuff and, like, fitness videos, like all those fitness people doing videos. And, you know, it's like it comes alive, doesn't it, when it's something like, well, I've never, we've never had anything like this, but it's something where it's like a crisis. Everyone seems to like getting on the act, you know, so, but sadly I won't be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad they're pulling together too, you know, on a good note. I think there are a lot of people that are rising to the occasion that normally don't. You know, oh, they are, yeah, yeah, yeah that's That's right. a good thing. Yeah, I take walks and I see people, I live on a golf course, so I'm looking out the window at a golf course at the ninth hole right here. And uh, a lot of people are walking. Some are wearing masks. Some aren't. Um, most of them have their dogs, yeah. but that brought to mind. Here's my bad sci-fi idea. What if the dogs were like, you know, carrying it? What would you do? Oh, <laughs> people, no. You have oh, to euthanize your dog, right? That's, oh, no. We've got two cats. I don't know how <laughs> no, to do that. We all die. Nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Oh, oh, no. We watched that film Contagion yeah. the other night. Just as... <laughs> Just to cheer us up. I mean, what a load of old rubbish that was. It was an absolute, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, who I can't stand. <laughs> no. uh, Kate, Kate Winslet and everything. But, of course, in that one, you see, it was a much worse contagion than this. It had killed about 78 oh. million <laughs> in that one. And it, it just fizzled out. And Jude Law was in it, who I absolutely loathe as well. So I don't know why we watched it. I think we just sat there to pick holes yeah. in it, really. Sometimes I just put yeah. something on so I can, yeah, as you say, pick holes in it. I make fun of it and go, that could never happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I couldn't. That's why yeah, I'm watching I, it. 
know. I mean, there was one. There was one scene where because uh, Gwyneth Paltrow died from this disease. And, Were you happy about um, that? They, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. So it's like, and they actually like, opened the top of her head up, a, a flap of her head. And I said to uh, B, I said, I think they're looking to see if she had a brain in the first place. <laughs> oh, she's <know>, inventory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's completely bonkers, isn't she? Some of the stuff she does. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Music-wise, what, what are you guys doing? You sent me some. You sent me four really good files. And Screamersville, I've heard on the guitar. Yeah. What are you playing at the beginning? Your guitar just got a really cool sound. I think that 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 was the Telecaster oh. I, I was using on that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I, I can't because that was done a few years yeah. ago. That that was done. That's off that the girl shouted love. Um, we did actually did that in Pat's studio, that one in London. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's the label um, who were aware of the situation with B. Out of the blue, said, I think we should release another single and get the album out. And we said to them, Well, is it right during all of this? And they said, Well, really, um, it's quite a, <laughs> it sounds a bit mercenary, but it's quite a good time because people are just all listening to loads of music and reading yeah. now. Cause, um, so we said, Oh, okay, uh, we'll do that. And then through Woody Woodmansey, we've he's, he's PR uh, agent is now oh, working cool. for us. And he heard Screamersville uh, and just said, you've got to release this as a single. And the, the label agreed. Take this boy, take that girl He had a dough check and promised her the world They lived five years in one week He sent a postcard, then left her up the creek There are ten commands of love There are ten commands of love But you're never gonna find
For the listeners, Woody's a drummer who played with David Bowie, Art Garfunkel, uh, and amongst a lot of other people oh, as well. So, yeah, so yeah. nobody he, good then. He, he's, he's been <laughs> no, no, all, all yeah, rubbish yeah. stuff. And, uh, yeah, he, he's done really well. And, he, and he's, um, you know, like we've met him now and everything, uh, Woody, because he, he did it all the tracks like remotely from a studio where he lives. But he actually came to where we live on the Isle of Wight to give a talk about Bowie and. We've met him now, and uh, he he has been um, brilliant all through with B because his wife's going through a similar thing as well. So uh, yeah, he's he's he sent us like things that we should cook okay. and things like that. You know, he's been he's really gone above uh, just like doing a job on the drums for us. Really, he's, you know, we're quite friendly with him now. Uh, and then he said, uh, I think you know our press agent because he works. The press agent works for Tony Visconti as well. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're working with him. He's quite demanding, actually, what he wants from us and everything. Mm. So, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the... I think he could sell anything in the world. Uh, but yeah, but it's, no, it's interesting to, to work with people like that. It's, it's, it's good really to have good. somebody pushing in. For the listeners, B's undergoing a treatment for breast cancer. Yeah, well... Uh, I mean, we was we have been incredibly lucky. Um, she got diagnosed last October, uh, which was just such a shock to a routine, you know, checkup. Um, and they found it really early, yeah. uh, and then she had a, she had a small op just before uh, Christmas, and then we had to wait. Uh, you know, that's to do the waiting in between has just been a nightmare for the appointments. Uh, and then we went back in January and they said uh, it's pretty non-existent that it could ever come back. So you don't need chemo, you don't need radiotherapy, just one hormone tablet a day for the uh, the next mm-hmm. five years. So that was the, one of the best presents yeah. I've ever had in my life because the worry, I've, I've never experienced anything like it really, yeah. to be honest. It was awful. I didn't, you know, I just didn't know what to do with myself because you feel helpless being the partner. You know, it's just it's awful. But but Woody's uh, had a much rougher time, and uh, I think it's still ongoing. But I mean, touch wood. Um, I've seen it as we walked into the consultants' uh, room. You know, like back in January, we could see it was good news because he said, "Now, well, he said it's great news." He said, "You know, it's it's we, we've." We've got rid of it, and uh, it's almost non-existent, the chance of it coming back. So, yeah, we've been lucky. 
like a horrible experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the side effects from worrying about it must be as bad as the disease. But it's one of those things that I'm yeah. not a doctor. I play one on television. But the early detection, I think, is the coolest thing that they probably didn't have even maybe 10 years ago that they have now. Oh, yeah. They've advanced so much now, yeah. haven't they? Uh, I mean, I mean, they they made it clear. They made it quite clear to us when she was first diagnosed that it was easily treatable. But no matter what they say, you know, the mind is a bit is quite a cruel thing. You know, some minutes, uh, some days, you feel uh, positive. Of, you know, after that, you just sit there thinking, "My God, you know, what is going on?" Because our lives completely changed yeah. overnight. Uh, you know, sounds good. It sounds like you guys are doing well. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean, that, we we. I can remember we got the news on January the 21st at 10.30 in the morning that she didn't need any further treatment, a phone call, which was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> right down to the minute. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I did, yeah. We were waiting for the call. They said they'd phone us in the morning with the result, and then we just had to go in to find out what the treatment was, and, you know, just one tablet yeah. a day. <laughs> I mean, you know, we couldn't have hoped for anything better, That's really. That's cool. Hormone tablet, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's about as positive as that can get. What was the inspiration behind Soda Fountain? Um, well, I've always, I, do you know what? Um, I've always liked that, just that phrase, Soda Fountain and everything. I mean, we don't have them in this country, but the, like, the history of them, I looked up and everything like that. Um, and that was a song that was written a few years ago, and we just decided to resurrect it. Uh, uh, you know, we didn't know if we were right to do that, but then uh, Pat Collier heard like a rough demo of it he said i think you should really do this and then the label really went for it and uh they got us to change it a few times because that guitar riff they wanted it going through it a lot more than what i initially put it in so we had to like drop that into certain yeah but i think i think it's uh it's a bit of a weird one that song to be quite honest <laughs> yeah. but, it's, but it, I, think, I think i think it's turned out all right it's got even got like a bit of um i put in like that that power chord shift like the carpenters uh, had in Goodbye to Love as well. So I managed to whack that in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's quite a weird. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a departure for us, but I think it's come out quite well.
say that it should end this way. And he says, Please don't take your love away. You don't need me to stay. It would break my heart. And the stone that bounds is where we met. The night I must forget. Listeners, it's new, so you know you can just start around like you wrote last night because that's that's how it's kind of come across to my listeners anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah, we're trying to do that. I mean, the other ones, uh, um, I suppose that persuasion and, and breed, they're more like typical of, of what we do, but soda fountain, um, well, yeah, it was a song that we never even really considered, and I just uh started strumming the guitar. What I said to B, do you remember this one? And she said, well, why don't we have you know. We do it, and then uh, yeah, I think it's it's come it's come out come out all right and everything. Yeah, that one, I'm quite pleased with it. I think that's much we're going to go. We've we've got more than enough tracks for this new album, so we're going to have to make make a choice of what we put on and what we leave off. Really, though, all the ones with Woody and Pete Thomas will be on there. So, how do you distribute your music? How do you when you release like say an album? What all do you do in preparation? Do you do teasers? Do you do uh, what's the whole promotional thing that you do? Well, uh, I think there will be teasers. I think because that press agent's taking care mm. of all that now, they, they're going to take care of that side and the label do all that. So. Um, you know, we've been personally told by the uh, press agent that we've got to do more that, you know, we're a bit lazy, me and B, for doing this. We've really got to start um, posting a lot more, so we will do, but um, they're going to they're gonna take care of a lot of that. So, um, yeah, but it's down to the, uh, the label doing a lyric video for it now and everything, which is something I don't understand, a lyric video, why people like them. But, I mean, I think This Is Love got about 25,000 views, so obviously there is a market out there for people to watch that. But they're doing the lyric for this for the Screamersville single. Okay, the lyric video's going on YouTube. Yeah, it goes on everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they they'll be putting that on there uh, and everything. So and then the, so the the album comes out in uh, in July, and uh, Woody said he's gonna, and Pete Thomas has given us a nice quote to use as well for the for the album. So that's uh, really good. So. All the Costello fans, perhaps they might take an interest because um, he's playing on four of the tracks. I think Pete Thomas. Well, you got some good names, some good backers, so that that helps a lot. Uh, yeah, 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 we have. 
yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I mean, <coughs> I, I, I mean now, now I'm in contact with the bass player of like of um, ELO, you know, yeah. Electric Light Orchestra. He, he phones, he phones up because that was through Woody, and it, he's um, recorded the drums for Woody. But now um, he's taken an interest in us, and he phones up here on a regular basis. So it's all, it's quite surreal. I got a text yesterday from Woody uh, at lunchtime asking how B was getting on. And I just said to me, this is ridiculous. If somebody has told me when I was yeah. a kid that Woody Woodman be a text to me one day, I think I would have said, Are you, <laughs> have you gone mad? It's quite weird. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit odd. You know what That's I mean? That's funny but, to hear um, you say that because you guys are just yeah. incredibly outstanding. And But it, it, it kind of doesn't matter if people don't know who you are, if people can't get to you, don't hear you, or, you know, it might as well be the, the tree that fell yeah. in the woods and nobody was there to hear it type of a thing, you know? Yeah, I know, just hoping. I mean, this press agent, of course, when they come in, when he looked at our, what we've done in the past, he said, oh, no, 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 we've got to sort this out. You've got to sort that up. I'll be doing this and doing that, and I'm taking it into... You know, as people see it on national BBC radio and everything, and Woody said that he's really, you know, he, he could uh, charm the birds out of the trees. He mm-hmm. said he's very good. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, it's just like a few more people get to know. But I mean, back in the days when I was, we, me and B were both in Pretty Blue Gun <laughs> when the first album came out, um, I, I phoned up uh, a place. Um, to speak to another record label because I think we weren't satisfied with our label and we, I was doing a bit of moonlighting speaking to that and they had our album playing in the background and on their on their like answer phone and when he came back I said that's pretty blue gun do you know and he said yeah he said they're great he said and who are you I said well I'm I'm the songwriting pretty blue gun he said oh my god he said do you know the problem with this album and I thought here we go he said it's turning into an, it's turning into an industry album that people, like you just said, people in the know know about it, but the general public don't. An industry album. Oh, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like like people in yeah. studios know the worth of it and everything. But because our, our first label that we were with went bust just at the moment when the album came out, which was, you know, was a big blow. Uh, with no promotion, but even so, it got lots of airplay. Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we're trying to break out of that really and get a little bit, you know, as I said to you in the past, the, the dream is to get something into like TV yeah. and film, to be quite honest. It really is. I think they'd work as well, but some of those songs in TV and film. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see what this big. Twilight Zone episode we're going through is going to do to the record industry. I, you have to think people are going yeah. to be listening more. I can't help but think that and finding new ways to consume music. Yeah, yeah, they are, aren't they? I mean, um, they, they, the press agent said that. He said that there is now like a gap been left. He said because all the touring bands, he said, they are not going to release stuff at the moment because they can't tour it and make the money off the back of an album. So he said, all you lot that don't tour and do gigs, he said, this is a moment for you to get in, which is, I know it sounds callous and hard-hearted, but, you know, it's a business after all, isn't it? That's how it's done. I think uh, throughout history, that's how things come about. There's always a shakedown. It happens with governments. It happens with everything. And it usually turns out for the better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and, it can only work to your advantage. But, yeah, go for it. And if yeah. you're like me, I think musicians are usually aren't the best self promoters. So yeah, it's tough to do. 
Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I, I didn't have a pop at the press agent. Um, uh, but they're, they're very like, matter of fact. These people, you know, that work on the other side of it's huge. I mean, I'm, I'm, they think that writers are just like living in like ivory towers. I think you know, like dreaming away in the background. But um, I sent him a couple of the new tracks, you know, in with like Screamersville. And I said, did you listen to the new tracks? He said, yeah, they're great. He said, you know, he said, we're not bothered about those. I said, yeah, but as a writer, I'd like to know that what I'm doing is worthwhile. He went, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're great. I thought, oh, God almighty, you know, they're like getting blood out of a stone, really. But but, but they're, they're just looking at the, you know, the, the, the money side of it, aren't they, really? And the best way, yeah, and I think you're right. I think a lot of musicians are, uh, uh, really... Uh, can't handle that self-promotion side. It is very yeah, And you raised another issue, and I do this too. I ask people, well, what do you think I should do? Who, who would you like me to? If you, if you had a cover for me to copy, uh, what would it be? You know, Because if, yeah. even if I copy, it wouldn't end up sounding like it. It wouldn't, you know, it'd end up being my own thing because I don't no. do impersonations well. But yeah, and they usually just, they don't know what to say. But I think... Uh, no, uh, they're in the same dilemma I am. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's right. If you're going to do a cover, you've got to put a uh, a new spin on it. I mean, when we when we were in Pretty Blue Gun, we used to do um, Oliver's Army, you know, the mm -hmm. Costello track. Uh, but uh, you know, because that was like a lot of keyboards on that, like the Abba type keyboard. But we did it all with guitars and everything. When we put our own spin on it, there's no point. I think just um, as you said copying someone and doing like a karaoke version of it. There's no point yeah. in doing that. Yeah. And I, it wouldn't come off anyway, but a lot of my original stuff. Okay. In the first place, I didn't invent the English language. So I'm copying everything that I do. Nothing's original, uh, you know, from the get go, yeah. I didn't create uh, <laughs> music theory or anything like that. I have a lot of influences, you know, and I get even you, you said this, Tom Petty, I hear people say uh, Bob Dylan, yeah. singers that I really don't think yeah. I'm emulating. But I think it's the fact that I'm just not a great vocalist like B, you know, she's just incredible. But yeah, but I'll go. I'll oh, go with no, that. I think you got. She's yeah. B, B thinks she's got a really uh, excellent voice. She yeah. said that to me. She has. Yeah. So she can do yourself down. Yeah. You go. I mean, I when I first started being in bands, I was the lead singer in it, and then I got absolutely roasted in the studio by this. <laughs> it was a, a a guitar player who used to. Remember an English band called the Straubs? I want to say I do, but I'm going to have to say no. It sounds familiar. Now, uh, they oh they had a quite a big part of the union in this country and back in the seventies. Well, we worked with him and he'd done a bit of success and uh, oh he, he just like you know it just took my voice to pieces really and he ended up singing the tracks and taking me off the <laughs> no. vocals. So, but then again, you know I think in that in this business you got to be prepared for somebody to say that that really wasn't my strong point. I it's all right for when we were doing live, but when you get into a studio and then the, he said, what harmonies have you worked out? And I went, what do you mean harmonies? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, I loathed him in the end. I mean, he got quite, it was a bit of a bitter battle between the two of us. He said to me, because I was, I, I was going to be uppity with him. He said, you, he said, oh, look, at he said, uh, the mystic in the corner has just piped up oh. again. You know, and so it was, it was getting a bit, it was getting a bit fraught. <laughs> So yeah, it's not one of my favourite people, but but then I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson out of that. Yeah, you know it's part I mean? of the game. If you could do if you 
Yeah, if you do something really well, do that and don't try anything that you're just, you know, you're okay at. And that's why from then on, the bloke I was working with in the keyboard player, he said, we said, right, we're going to get um, female singers for this stuff because we think it would sound really good. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that was the end of my singing career. <laughs> You've been traumatized <laughs> ever since. I, you know, I've yeah. never heard you sing, so, I, you know, I don't know. No, but B said it was trying to get me to do backing vocals and everything like that, you know, because, uh, but I said, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing it because, you know, my strength's lying, you know, like hopefully like in the writing and doing the guitar and everything. And, uh, you know, she's got such a good voice. You can just pick harmonies and, and do stuff like that. Uh, in fact, when she does her vocals here in the studio upstairs, she closes the door and I don't have anything to oh. do with it. She'll call, she'll call me when it's done. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, she can you know, concentrate uh, on what she's doing. Also, you yeah, can, uh, I think it's cool to be able to rehearse where nobody can hear you because sometimes you're trying stuff that maybe you shouldn't be doing. And how would you know? Yeah. How would you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, having the, uh, you know, like yourself, like having like the studio we've got is so great because, you, you know, you can take your time over everything. There's no clock you're working to. So, yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, with the guitars sometimes, uh, I'll put something down during the day and we'll, we'll be sitting watching the TV at night and I'll say to me, I don't like that, what I did today. I'm going to redo it, you know. So that that's the beauty of being able to do that, really. And, and the same with B. She, you know, she says to me sometimes, well, I think that needs another harmony on that middle section or something. And so she, the following day, we'll, we'll go back and have a look at it again. Perfect. Well, Neil, I've yeah. enjoyed talking to you. I'm going to have to run here. Okay. Well, you take great. care of B, and I'm sure she'll take care of you. Yeah, oh, well. and uh, I'm predicting big things for you in 2020. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah, once we get through this awful thing as well, and um, yeah, look look out for the single. I think it's the 15th of May they're going to be releasing the single. Okay. I don't think they've got a date yet for the album, but I think it's sometime in July, something like that. They're doing it. I'll be watching for it, and I'll be in touch with you too. So please take care. Okay then, Bruce. Right, see you then. Bye. Bye. Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. <laughs>